be an invite. All right. Today's date is February 9th, 2024. And this is episode 57 with Jim Warren. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, his father, he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, through the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, jump off of this golden drop. But the scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. And they'll gently push your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, doing mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below and the devil get told jesus you can't have all that you see if you will just bow down and worship me Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, He said, don't tempt the Lord. Hello and welcome to This is an Official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. My name is Ron Johnston, and of course, as always, I'm here with Mary Cameron. And tonight, giving his testimony, our special guest, Jim Warren. And we're also joined by Jay Wu. Jay Wu, thanks for joining us too. All right, let's begin by welcoming in our host, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ron? I am back from the dead. <laughs> yes. 
That's right. That's good to hear. Feel great. Feel yeah. good enough anyways. Yes. Feeling good enough feels great <laughs> in comparison to how I was feeling. <clears throat> yeah. Which we'll pray about that a little bit when we tonight. And you? And me. How's your week? Oh my goodness. Lots of things going on. I have a couple concerts I'm facilitating for the ranch. So I'm up to my eyeballs and seating charts and messages and communication and and all kinds of things. And then there's uh been taking dance practice lessons once a week. I know that's right. Yeah. And then there's a big uh, Super Bowl party at the ranch on Sunday, which we don't all ever watch the Super Bowl, really. We'd, we'd have a bag toss tournament and a pickleball tournament, too. Yeah, I remember that from last so, year. Good times. Yep. Yeah. So i just busy with a lot of uh, social stuff. And yeah. Okay. And uh, who do we got coming up? Well, next week, we don't have anybody scheduled so far. Did you, God, hear, that? Did God, you hear that, listeners? God has it scheduled, but he hasn't told us yet. <laughs> Did you hear that, listeners? We would love to have you join us. And um, I would like to let everybody know that we are now on Truth Social. You'll find us on Truth Show Social, so please find us there, like us, share us. And, of course, we can also be found on Facebook and X and Telegram, so you can find us there. Um, but please do that. Help share us, share Jesus. True Social. Yeah. And. Awesome. As I was just saying, if you'd like to, please come on the Godcast to share your testimony. Please do. We would love for you to contact us at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. And uh, also a quick reminder for those that are in the live chat, if you have a prayer request, please tag Mary. She will pray for you at the end of the show here tonight. And we would love that. And uh, in advance, we want to thank you for your support and your prayers. And uh, we weren't here last week, so we're a little excited to be here. So, Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, um, David Gribble is, um, we had to reschedule him again. And so he's such a, a patient and willing participant here that he's going to come on on the 23rd of February to share his testimony. We've been, he must have one powerful testimony. <laughs> Because this is the third time is the charm too. So, so he'll be on on the twenty third, and then we have one more scheduled in March uh, as another friend of mine, Dennis. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Let's welcome Jay Wu. Jay Wu, what's going on? No, I'm uh, driving through California down to Santa Rosa to see my dad. Very nice. Tell Papa we said hi. Deal. And, and uh, yes, just here to hang out with Jim. Yes, it's a pretty awesome dude. Jim is uh, Jim Warren, and you, you guys are doing a podcast as well, aren't you? We, we are indeed. All right, let's bring Jim in so we can all talk about this podcast because, yeah, I'll shut up. Well, Mr. Jim, how are you? Welcome to the Godcast. Well, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor of meeting with you and your audience. 
And, uh, you know, it's God is so good to us and he puts us in the right place at the right time. And we have a podcast and it belongs to our sponsor, who is the creator of the universe. Yes. And he's titled it uh, The Book of Heaven Beautiful. with Jim Warren and Jay Wu. Now, there's a little story in the Book of Heaven, probably not, maybe not appropriate on your foot, but we, we had a very, I, I, I was reading a book. I'm going to tell you, I was mm -hmm. reading a book called The Oregon Desert. I've read it about three times. Story in there about Blackfeet Indian, who, who actually about the Flathead Indians who were being overwhelmed by the Blackfeet Indians. And so they figured the Blackfeet had better gods than they did. They were going to adopt the Blackfeet gods. And then they found out that the white man was beating up on the Blackfeet. So they decided that was a better god. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they headed for St. Louis to get the Book of Heaven. But their trip was very disappointing. And as they left St. Louis, they wrote, and they, nobody knows for sure how it got in the newspaper, but this little letter got in the newspaper, and basically it talked about how they'd been to places where they lit candles, but there was no book of heaven. And uh, they, would, they were doomed to a, a, an eternity of darkness without the book of heaven. Oh. This, was in, this was in the 1800s. And you think about that, the mm -hmm. people without the book of heaven are doomed to darkness for eternity they knew better. anyhow anyhow it got in the paper and it woke up the christian community and it was responsible for many many missionaries coming to the pacific northwest and so i said i gotta have that name for this podcast it's very and fitting this, and you know we do a verse by verse study of this book and which is the greatest book ever written there's no other book like it 44 <laughs> authors with 66 books written Divine over a period. Authors. Yeah, written over a period of 4,000 years. You put them all together in a room, you couldn't get a book like this. Yes. Yeah. But anyhow. And, uh, and for I'm those excited. that don't know, that's the Bible he's talking about, right? Yeah. And you're and that's such an Yeah, boy, I'm sorry I didn't identify it beyond the book of heaven, but it's the Holy Bible, and it's God's Word, and it's the most important thing you'll ever have in your life Amen outside of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen and it'll really be the foundation of your relationship with Jesus Christ. I tell you what, I so often in the last uh, couple of years have pointed to that book and said, you know, in today's world, I think this is the only bit of truth that's left. Amen. 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 It's the truth by which all other truth is judged mm -hmm. and there there is some other stuff out there that there's some wisdom there's natural wisdom there's some some facts but they need to be double checked with your bible because it's really easy to be deceived it is and yeah you know and so i hope that i my my prayer is that i will teach the bible the way god wanted taught I pray. I'm really an, a Nehemiah eight eight teacher. That's part of my testimony, by the way. Uh, Fifty years ago, when I oh, well, that's an I'm, I'm getting confused. I mean, not confused, but I'm confusing the story. But let me just simply say this: I'm a Nehemiah, I'm a Nehemiah eight eight teacher, and in the book of Nehemiah, in the eighth chapter, in the eighth verse, 
there's there's Ezra, who's who's an Old Testament character, has they have discovered the the the, the Bible at that time, and it and the, the audience had never heard it, and he was reading it to the audience. And there's some men who go around through the audience. It says helping them get the sense of what God was saying. And when I read that verse 50 years ago, I said, I can do that. And so what I try to do, and God helps me to be successful, is to help people understand the sense of what God is saying. Because only what God is saying has any real value. You know, I might make people laugh once in a while, but God has the wisdom. God has the truth. God has what you need. He sure does. I like what you're laying down, Jim. Where can I find this podcast at? You can find that podcast on Podbean under that name. Yes. And get, and uh, and actually, if you get, send me your email address, I'll send you a link. <laughs> well, we'd like to put that under, link up on our Telegram page so everyone can find it as well. Yep. Well, I think we did that earlier this week. Wonderful. We have it on uh, as a link to get to your podcast. But it's on what time on Monday nights? We're on live at 6 o'clock Monday night until 7.30. Of course, Pacific. you can listen to, it. Listen to us anytime, but we're on live and we take questions. Uh, matter of fact, one of our charms is that we stop for questions whenever they come up. And uh, once in a while, I get one I have to research. But after teaching the Bible for 50 years, I don't get very many new questions, by the way. These seems like the, the same old questions pop up and that's fine. Yeah, uh, we, we just want to, we just want people to get the sense of what God has to say. Yes. And, and that's at 6 p.m. Pacific time, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. 6 to seven thirty. Okay. And Jay Wu helps me and he's a very good, great helper. And I want to give him the credit. It's due. He, he's the one that thought this up and put it together. And so th- thank you, Jay Wu. For, for those that are listening. Jay Wu was with us in October and it was episode 43. If you want to go back and you can hear Jonathan's testimony and that was on October 13th, episode 43, please go back and listen to that. And uh, you're going to hear Jim's testimony tonight and then you will know who these two guys are and you can go listen to more on their podcast. And please do this. Awesome. All right. Before we get started with your testimony that I am so excited and cannot wait to hear, uh, if we could please everybody join me in prayer and we'll get started. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for your love and your grace. Tonight, Lord, we are blessed to have Jim as our special guest. And thank you so much for Jim. He has already touched so many people in this community. And the beautiful thing is he has just begun here. And we praise you for that, Father. We ask that the if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, we ask that they feel the need for your son, Jesus Christ, as our Savior before the night's end. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lord, we just thank you so much for loving us. And we thank you for for uh, our Lord Jesus who died on the cross and paid this penalty for our sins. And we need him so badly. And we thank you that he's with us always. And we thank you that uh, you raised him from the dead and that you raised us with him in newness of life. 
and that we're set apart holy and blameless and we're adopted and redeemed and forgiven and we're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise the day of redemption and we're have the Holy Spirit as a down payment on our inheritance. Our lives, Lord, are complete in you. Help us to live out what you've already made of us. And Lord, I reach out to anyone out there who's listening, who's never established a relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the uh, Jesus Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures and was dead and buried and raised again on the third day. According to the scriptures, he was seen by over 500 people. And if you will believe that, I'll hand you your ticket to heaven. You'll be on your way. And then you can begin to understand what it is that's taught in this book. Until you've done that, this book may seem strange. And the book says you may even find it humorous. But uh, anyhow, Lord, uh, we just ask you to help people to believe. And there was a man in the Bible who had doubts, and he said, help thou my unbelief. So for those out there who are not quite sure, just ask Jesus Christ to help thou your unbelief. I don't know when I was supposed to start with my testimony, but I'd like to give everybody a chance to talk. But my testimonies, I have a, I have a short testimony and long testimony. And the short testimony is something I use when I'm involved in evangelism. And I'm going to give you it first, and I'm going to fill in some blanks. But, uh, you know, I was, when I was nine years old, I went forward at a revival. I came under conviction of sin, and I went forward, and I became a Christian. And I was raised on an old Nebraska farm by wonderful Christian people. Whole extended family was Christian people. Anyhow, that went fine. When I was 17 years old, I went to the uh, U.S. Navy to fight in World War, World War II. The real heroes were my mother and dad because they signed off on me, and, and they never knew where they'd see me again. Anyhow, I, I fell out of the Christian life when I went in the Navy. And when I got out of the Navy, I was in Corvallis. That's, that's part of the long story. Uh, anyhow, I got out of the Navy, and I uh, was living my life. I wasn't living the the worst. That, you know, sin isn't being as bad as you can be. It's that you're not as good as you should be. And that's where I was. I was not as good as I should be. And the years went by, and I had an 18-year-old son, and he went off to college. And when he went left for college in September, it was a slob. When he came back for Christmas vacation, he was different. And I realized how different he really was when I heard him apologizing to his two younger sisters. I said, Doug, what happened to you? Why are you so different? He said, I met Jesus Christ at Oregon State College. Well, that convicted me. And I got down on my knees. I said, God, I'm so sorry. Lord Jesus, help me. And that was 50 years ago, 54 years ago to be exact. And Jesus Christ swept me up. And I've been his ever since. And he's been so good to me. Met every need I ever had. I, if I had my life to live over again, I wouldn't change a moment of it. I lived, uh, the, the, I, I, I immediately got the idea how to 
reach out to God. I got the idea about my position. As these people know who's been listening to my program, position, who you are in Christ is so important. Not who you were, but who you are. And I became what I am. And I've had, I'm not, not 100%, but I got a fairly good average. <laughs> and so the years have gone by, I've caught the Bible for 54 years. In my long version, I remember that I had this wonderful pastor that was helping me, and he gave me a little book. It was a Bible study. It was a, the book of Colossians, this, and it was a little study book written by a man named Irving Jensen. He's still around, and you can still get the book, by the way. He had a, he had a study book for every book of the Bible. And he handed me this book, and he said, you go over to Amos Spriggle's house and teach them this book. I don't know how he saw that God had gifted me to be a teacher, but he did. And I just went on from there, and I taught the Bible, taught the Bible here. About 10 years ago, I embarked on a deal of, of writing a study book, a study lesson for every verse in the Bible. and. Uh, uh, so far, I've finished the New Testament, got quite a bit of the Old Testament done. If God lets me live long enough, I'm going to finish the old, the old and the new. And so that's what we're using to uh, on the podcast is those lessons. And uh, there, it's and God has made it pretty good. And uh, anyhow, uh, that's uh, uh, some of my bio, of course, is. You know that that your testimony belongs to God; He's yeah. the one that gives you a testimony. Yeah. Uh, my bio, of course, is that I've uh, I had uh, three children. I had a really, I had two really fine wives in one lifetime. You know, for the audience, um, for the audience needs to know I'm older and dirt, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've I outlived two wives. One of them for 43 years, one of them for 30 years. My bio family has all gone to heaven, and I'm so pleased that they're in heaven. I don't have to worry about them. And, and you know, we, we're living in kind of a crazy time now, and yeah. it would be easy to worry about their future. But, yeah. Although God says worry is a sin. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. Pray for but in everything. everything yeah. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Make your request known to God and the peace of God. That's all understanding. Well, guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Yes. That's Philippians. That's Philippians four, six, and seven. Reason I memorized it is I used to worry. I memorize those verses every time I have a worry thought. I recite those verses. What kind of things Years would ago, you worry about, Jim? Oh, I, I don't worry about anything anymore, but. Uh, I worried about, I had concerns to make sure my family got to heaven. That was happened quite some time ago. I have, I have a couple of other relatives that are on my heart uh, that I want to, I want them also to be in heaven. Uh, yeah, I was, I have a couple of friends that looks like their marriage is going in the tank. I could worry about that if I'm not careful. Uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, I, I just don't really have any big worries. Well, anyways, you know, lady came to, <laughs> this is funny, lady came to Dwight Moody, he was an evangelist of years ago, 
She said, you know, Mr. Moody, I never give the little things to God. I don't want to trouble him. I can just give him the big stuff. <laughs> and he said, lady, what could you have that would possibly be big for God? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so true. <laughs> so, honey, I don't have any big words. <laughs> I appreciate that question. I had not reflected on that at all. <laughs> yeah, some we all do. I mean, that we we do at times, and that's very good when you can recognize it. So that yeah. wisdom is uh, real important for us to know. Well, you know, I, here I am giving my testimony, and I'm ending up teaching. And, of course, that's because of my gift. I can't stop teaching. But Well, it's all part of it, right? <laughs> yes. Listen, I have to tell you that for years I tried, I was teaching how to walk in the spirit and I was not doing well at that. Uh, somehow people began to get some metaphysical thoughts about it. And, and, and I met this guy in California, I can't remember his name, but he gave me the mess up, fess up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you, you understand that the, 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 the war, the, the invisible war is, is mental. It's in the mind. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against uh, principalities and powers in heavenly places. Ephesians 6, and so 12. we need to control our thoughts. And we do that by doing the mess up, fess up. <laughs> you have a yeah. bad thought. You say, God, I'm sorry about that. Thank you that I'm forgiven. And don't say, forgive me, because he's already forgiven you. Say, thank you that I'm thank forgiven. You. Yeah. Yes. That's and, confidence. Uh, well, and, but it's true. We yeah. can read it in the Bible. It says so in the Bible. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, that that mess up fessed up is so valuable. And by the way, you may be doing your mess up fess ups at the rate of 30 a minute. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some days when I was really rolling. <laughs> but oh, the beautiful thing about it is that you're, you know, it says we're to pray constantly. When you're doing your mess up fess up, you're praying constantly. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, the, that's been that's been so helpful to me. When you control your mind, your actions take care of themselves. It's, it's kind of automatic. And uh, and and you know it says in Romans twelve two, be not transformed to this world, but be renewed by the but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the mind is very important. And so control those thoughts, guys. Yes. And part of controlling those thoughts is to confess mm -hmm. worry as a sin because it is an attitude of unbelief. And yes. so, so, and if you want, and if you memorize Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it'll give you some more. It'll get some more help. Anyhow, I loved, I loved of you as you were saying that because in my mind I was remembering years ago and it you're right it is a very good scripture to always oh. um pull on you know and pull from the well basically if you're yeah. you know in a situation where you're worrying so thank you don't forget the thanksgiving in it my prayer and supplication with thanksgiving you're actually your typical prayer goes god God, you know that I don't feel thankful, but thank you anyhow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyhow, listen, guys, just learn your Bibles and do what God tells you to do. 
And remember that you're Gentiles and you belong to the Apostle Paul. And your first order of business is to learn those epistles from Romans through uh, he, through Hebrews, and then your and and the rest of the Bible is used to illustrate all that you're learning in the epistles. And it's really fun to f- dig out those illustrations out of the Old Testament and and match them up with the the with the teachings. In, in the uh, epistles of Paul. And uh, the other thing that's fun, other things that's important to remember is Jesus said, he was talking to Pharisees, this is John chapter five, and he said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think that they have eternal life and they point to me. And so we need to have it burned into our frontal lobe as we read the Bible is how does this point to Christ? How does this point to Christ? And, and frankly, I'm not spiritual enough to get them all, but uh, how pleasant it is. We yes. were, we were, we we played a game with the kids where they look, you know, in Colossians, it says that Jesus, that all things consist through Jesus. And uh, we were played a game with the kids who were traveling down the highway and that they were supposed to look out of the car and see examples of things that pointed to Christ. And it was a fun game, and we learned quite a bit. My 12-year-old son says that there, we were driving down the road, and here was this dilapidated old barn, and he said, that old barn is my life before Christ. Sure. <laughs> that made me feel so good. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> we, had a, we had a question from Kitty to Karen. Now, you're familiar with her because Thank she's you, in man. your Bible study. Yes, but but her question is, um, do you, Jim, do you have any examples of a time when you may have had to go to a friend and point out them falling into sin? I'm thinking of helping a friend with an out of control addiction. Yes, I've had to do that. And in fact, I'm involved with somebody right now in that. But I will go back into three years ago when I was on a trip. I uh, better be careful. I don't want to reveal a uh, confidence. So I want to, I'm just thinking about how to tell this. I discerned that the, the reason this person was having trouble with this particular addiction, and I have no idea what it's like the one she's talking about. And I could see the pride. And I just, I just rebuked him strongly. I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself for being so arrogant that to imagine that you are smarter than God. Imagine that you can figure this out and that you can take care of it. And you need to, you need to deal with this. And you need to deal with it by getting on your knees and going before the Lord. You get you don't have if you don't can't get on your knees, then get down on your knees in your head and ask God to f- thank God that He's forgiven you for this and get with the program. And uh, I think that was helpful. Now, years ago, I I had an insurance agency for a number of years, and a young man was in my office one day. And he was telling me about how he was involved with about three addictions and also a terrible way of life. But he also claimed to be a Christian. 
So I said to him, look, you've, what you've told me is that you're a Christian and you're living a life like that. I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to warn you that you'll probably be dead in about 30 days if you don't do something about it. I said, you know, in the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it talks about these people that were sinning against the Lord's table. And Jesus, and Apostle Paul says, some of you are sick and some of you are dead. Well, he jumped up and ran out of my office. <laughs> and I, about three weeks later, he came back to see me. He said, thank you. He said, I want you to know. He said, my girlfriend still doesn't understand why I moved out. But he said, I've gone home and I'm going to get back to worshiping the Lord with my mom and dad. And he said, I really needed that warning. So maybe a warning will help. Warnings are important and they're a part of the Bible. Uh, first Colossians 1.28, I think, says, uh, teaching every man and warning every man in order to represent every man complete in Christ. Uh, without knowing any more, that's about all I'd have to tell her. Uh, that's really good. That's, sometimes, yeah, sometimes people really do need that um, a stronger hand in things. And, you know, the Holy Spirit will always guide you in, into how to present what God wants that person to hear and how amazing. I mean, if, if I were that person with you, Jim, I, I can tell you, I probably would have just ran out too and then thought, wow, he was really right. You know? So. Well, I just, I just loved, loved him. I wanted the best for him, but he needed a strong warning. I had a, I had another time where a warning was so effective. I had a man, a friend, well, not a friend, but an acquaintance who was involved in the in one of the cults, <clears throat> and uh, we were we were talking about some truth, and I, I of course I, I what am I trying to say? I kind of trapped him with a couple of questions, and so then after he answered him wrong, I said, "Look, you are in great spiritual danger." I just want to warn you that if you don't do something about it, I have no idea how difficult life may become for you, eternally or sexually. He also ran out. I never saw him again. <laughs> but uh, that this business of there's some words that are helpful. The spirit, these words of spiritual danger are helpful. Uh, you know. Sometimes if you say you're going to hell, you antagonize them. <laughs> but if you tell people they're in great spiritual danger, they seem to take that. So if that's helpful, yeah. some if that's helpful to your audience. It's been very helpful to me over the years. That is very helpful. And in fact, Karen said, want you to know, she said, thank you. I have a friend of over 50 years and your answer is spot on. So thank you very much for well, you're welcome. For you know, some, some addiction, of course, needs somebody that's more smarter than I am. I can tell him what the Bible says, but there are some forms of, you know, and just typical thing, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous does a lot of good. They, they, they get bring a lot of guys back out of that addiction. And, yeah. Yeah. And, Oop, and Jonathan so, wants to say something. Yes. Go ahead. So, 
So your advice is to scare the hell out of <laughs> That's right. Literally, literally <laughs> scare the hell out of them. Well, if they're if they're Christians. <laughs> now, if they're not Christians, they're in no danger. Right. It's the Christian, well, the Christian who's who's fallen into hard times that's the into danger. The 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 non-believe now see the that's this and that's first Corinthians chapter five. We're told that we are we're we're responsible to help our Christian brothers and sisters, and we're to leave the non-believers to God. So all we do is that there's only one thing that we give to the non-believer, and that's the gospel, how that Jesus Christ died for your sins, according to the scriptures, dead, buried, and raised again on the third day, according to the scriptures, and seen by 500 people. Because they are not spiritually alive. They can't understand spiritual things. Yeah, just as Jesus spoke in parables, he, he talked about that. Yeah. So we we just uh, we just need and we're and that's what that's our job is to proclaim the gospel. I'm also discovering in in interviewing Christian people that they talk about the gospel, but a lot of them don't know what it is. Yeah, true. It's First Corinthians fifteen, one through eight, with the abbreviated three and four. <laughs> First Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says, "What I received." I gave to you that's of first importance. If I didn't, if if I didn't accomplish anything more today than to get people aware of that gospel message and begin to see the power in it, you know, he said he, Paul says that's the that that's that gospel is the power of God to salvation. Very true. That's so, how we uh, get people saved. So I have a question for you too, is sure. um I don't know where how far you are along in in if you you know what you wanted to share, but I just wanted to ask you. So as far as sharing the gospel, and I'm sure over your 96 years of life, you have shared the gospel. I would imagine a number of times. Is are there a uh, a couple times where that stands out in your mind where you maybe were, um, as like astonished or really felt used by God in just a really remarkable way that you can remember? Well, first of all, I can remember a young man 45 years ago, I guess it was. I used to know where he was. He was in, and he got, I remember, I, and his wife, I knew her well. Uh, I was having, I just was having lunch with him. And uh, he was in a, a professional acquaintance. And I did what I always do. I said, uh, you know, what Jesus Christ is center of my life. I always tell people that Jesus Christ is center of my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am what I am because of the gospel. Mm -hmm. How would you like to hear it? And he said, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I just told him what I just told you. And I said, do you believe that? And he said, well, I want to believe it. Well, I said, then you then say yes. He said yes, and he's still he's still walking with the Lord. Raised a family, put the family went. They all they became ardent church people, and um, he yeah I remember him well. I and uh, and uh, if, if that's how, and but what I have learned over the years is that 
when I when when I get when non-believers ask me questions, I don't answer them. You know, like for example, was was the earth really created in six days? Now, you know, I, I could just go on and on with that, but I don't. I kind of I kind of use a little body language, I kind of shrug my shoulders. I say, well, I really don't know a lot about that, but I what I do know is that Jesus Christ died for your sins and was dead and buried and raised on the third day. And then they ask me another question, and I say, yeah, well, uh-huh. I don't know all about that, but what I do know is that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was dead, buried, and raised on the third day. And that's how I answer all their questions. I like that, and I want to repeat it. He said, I am who I am today because of the gospel. Would you like to hear about it? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's a great opening. That's that is fantastic. <laughs> Listen, guys, proclaim the gospel. That's your job. Amen to that. You know, you know, the Bible only mentions a ministry that it only gives us one ministry, and that's the ministry of reconciliation. We 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 can we can, there are lots of things we can do for non-believers, and we should should be kind to them we should be gentle with them we should be uh you know and maybe they need to be gentle they may need a warning but the point is that that we in order to get them saved we have to tell them that jesus christ died for their sins uh you know this is an interesting study you know the most famous verse in the bible is how that it is john three sixteen, and it's a wonderful verse and it tells us about god but do you know the gospel isn't in it? And why isn't it in it? Because it doesn't have anything about sin in it. Yeah, that's an important component. Yeah, see, and it, well, the, the gospel is how that Jesus Christ died for your sins. And then we have to have the resurrection in it. And then you have the gospel. Jesus, by the way, preached the gospel, but it wasn't the one you and I preach. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. He was bringing in the kingdom. And the Jews would have had the kingdom if they hadn't killed the king. Can't hey, Ron. Can you, repeat, let, can you repeat that again? That was so good. And I'm going to write it down because I want to post okay. it in the telegram. What was okay. it that he, what was it that he said that you noticed? I am who oh. I am today because of the gospel. Would you like to hear about it? Oh, I am yeah. who I am today because of the gospel. Would you like to hear about it? That's so strong. That's great. That's, That's so a strong. great insight. Man, that is strong. <laughs> That's a great insight. Absolutely. I'm glad you made that, me repeat that again because wow. that is so important for our listeners to hear. We always talk about sharing the gospel and sharing Jesus. And sometimes the hardest part is starting that conversation. So thank you for that, Jim. I'm going to talk to you about relatives in just a minute. Please. Okay, go ahead. As you got that written down? Yep, go ahead. I'm going to actually type okay. it in the chat too. There's nobody harder to share the gospel with than relatives. <laughs> it's true. Oh Here's my goodness. So that is on my notes to yeah. ask you next. No kidding. It was right well, here. God, that, the Holy so here Spirit's you go. Working. <laughs> yes. All right, listen, here's what you do. You have to get them alone 
They can't react properly if you're there's an audience. But you get them, you ask God for an opportunity, and the opportunity comes, and you have by yourself. And it's better if you sit them down, but yeah, you need to sit them down. And you need to reach out and you need to pat them on the hand. And you say, Mama, I'm going to be in heaven someday, and I really want you to be there with me. And I'm going to tell you just once how to get there. And then I'm never going to speak about it again unless you ask me. And then you tell them the gospel. Listen, this takes the this takes all, all this strain out of the relationship. See, what happens is you get a reputation for being Holy Joe, who's the town or the family preacher, and they turn they turn you off. But they won't turn you off if you tell them just once. And I can tell you after 50 years that I have shared this with many people and I've always gotten a positive report back. It doesn't mean they always got them saved. It means they always got a positive report. People listened, no hard feelings. And from then on, you can relate to them in on their, on their, on, you can relate to them on their level because you've given them the gospel. That's what you do with relatives. That is amazing. And have you done that with your own family? Yeah. Yes, I have. Would you like to and share I, about that a little bit? Well, you know, I did that with my sister. And I, to this day, I think my sister was a Christian. I think maybe she was a Christian when I did that, but I wasn't sure. But after I did that, after I, and she she used to, she'd kind of make fun of me sometimes when I was talking about the Lord. And I don't think she was really making fun of the Lord. I think she's making fun of me. And that's okay. But I, but I sat her down and did this. And, and then, and, and yes, she said, oh, yes, I believe that. Yes, I'm going to be in heaven. And uh, I never fussed about her again. Now, my, my mother... Of course, was the other way around. My mother was vocal about. I listen. I came from a family that, uh, as a matter of fact, the grandparents on both sides of my family were the people who church planted the church in the little town of Waco, Nebraska. We were farm people in Waco, in Waco, Nebraska. One of the greatest things in the world is the fact I was raised on a farm. I'm sorry that every kid can't be raised on a farm. And my dad was, a, oh, my dad, my, listen, my dad, in 1932, my dad was wiped out. And you know what he said? He said, the Warrens are like rubber balls, and the harder they throw them down, the higher they bounce, and God will take care of it. Amen to that. I never, that's, that's. That the other thing that my mom and dad did that I've never forgotten, this is 96 years later, is how they loved one another. Mm. They were childhood sweethearts when they were married 40 years. Mm. He died when they'd been married 43. But they were childhood sweethearts and they treated one another like sweethearts. He, my dad told me, and here's married guys, listen, married guys. 
once every day without fail for the rest of your life, gather your wife in your arms, look her in the eyes and say, honey, I love you. Don't miss a day. Great advice. And you are so fortunate to have them. Women are about the best thing that God ever made. <laughs> women, women, I can't count the number of women that have contributed to my life. I can almost, if I don't care if I start to cry. <laughs> Girls, I love you. <laughs> Wouldn't you wouldn't be the first one to cry in in the hot seat on the Godcast. <laughs> well, no, oh, I don't mind. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed to cry. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, gosh, I'd like to tell you something. No, whether it should. <laughs> oh, I think if you're, I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to do it. Any, I'm going to do it anyhow. This, <laughs> okay. This, I had this when I became a Christian 50 years ago. I had this gentleman that uh, pastor was so helpful to me. And he was in the process of teaching me to preach a, a funeral sermon. And so he said, now, the first thing you do, he said, if I said, he said, if they're Christian people, you go to first Thessalonians chapter four and preach about the rapture. And I said, well, that sounds great. What do I do if they're not Christians? Well, he says, you go to Genesis chapter 18, and you preach about the sovereignty of God and how God will always do right. And then I said, well, and suppose I get emotional and start to break up. <laughs> now, now brace yourself, <laughs> because here's what he told me. And by the way, it works. <laughs> he said, if you don't want to cry, he said there's times to cry. If you don't want to cry, you pinch the cheeks of your bottom together. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that's connected, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. It's, it's too much information, but it works. <laughs> I'm going to remember that. Now everybody's going to know it. If you start, stop crying, what that person's doing. Now oh they, if they throw you... They throw you off a pod bean before because of that. I'm sorry. But. No, no. Well, you know, if it you listen to it. Douglas's show, he's still on pod bean. So I think we're safe. Okay. Well, anyhow. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty funny. It's very helpful. Anyhow, that's uh, he was the, he was a very helpful man. And I did. I do love him. He died young. And. Uh, so I didn't get him have him as many years. I I've had three really great pastors in my life, uh, and uh, uh, one of them I had for about forty years. Matter of fact, the one I had for forty years, I was forty years old, and he was twenty six when he became my pastor. And uh, wow. and he's uh, he was in the same church. Well, he's still in that same church. It's going on fifty years now, and uh, so. Uh, and by the way, I will put in a plug for local church. Uh, yes. I, I know that not every church is, is, is that calls itself a church is a church, but uh, we uh, we we really should find a, uh, a group of people that we can uh, that we can have be of one mind with. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And yeah. you're doing a lot of that on with your Bible study, the way that you have it set up. 
to have people um, together on a panel that are invited to come on. Um, I think you're, yeah. you've left that open for anybody. And then sure. the discussions that you have, um, it's pretty awesome. So, and that's uh, like church. I, that's church, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, and I've been talking to uh, to Jewu about this. Uh, I, it's not a church yet, but it could be a church. And and I and what I went on to say was that you need to be able to do weddings, and you need to be able to do funerals, and you need to be able to have the Lord's table, and uh, uh, and I think that could be done, maybe even just one year at the annual get together. But have you been uh, ordained then, as a minister in your lifetime? No, me, I'm not. No, no, I'm just the God educated me in the Bible, and. Uh, no, most of my life I earned my living selling insurance. Yeah. You probably share more of the gospel that way than most people. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, the way to put that is that I I'm a I'm a messenger for God. I make my living selling insurance. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Uh the uh yeah, you guys are really good at drawing me out. I haven't talked about these things for years. And that's good. Uh, yeah. I I we, would we like love, to. We love that God does that here. Well, I didn't really intend to do. I, I thought about this a lot, and I thought, well, I probably ought to do some bio uh, because that's a the part of my testimony, mm -hmm. uh, my uh, and and my and my growing up, my formative years were uh, with a family of, of Christian people, and that was. By the way, that doesn't make you into a Christian and it doesn't make you a better Christian, but it makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also went to, uh, to, to, to Israel. Oh, I did too. 1985. I went to Israel. I, uh, that doesn't make you a better Christian, but I'll tell you, I don't, day doesn't go by. I don't think about that trip. And this is 30 some years later. Yeah, me too. I went in 2019. Oh, good. It's amazing. Good. You know, you never, you will never forget it. Have you been just um, since then again? No, and I should go because I understand that, that it, they've changed a lot since 1985. Yeah. Uh, my, pro my problem is I like to fly, but I don't like airports. I also, strange beds leave me with lots of aches and pains. And when I travel, I travel in my motorhome because I like to have my own bed. And yeah, it's hard to take my it's hard night. to take it's hard to take my motorhome to Israel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of hard unless you outfitted it with some kind of wings or something. Which but, uh, actually, I um, leads me to another question, and I don't know if maybe this would be drawing you are a little bit too far, but I'm just going to ask it. Um, couple it's kind of a compound question so you were in the military you're a veteran and um, mm -hmm. can you tell us first of all what branch of military you were in and well, if you'd like to also share a little bit about what it was like to be a believer in wartime well yes i was in the u.s navy and uh, it was in world war ii i it was 1944 and the war lasted for another year uh, I, you know, I was a believer, but at, I fell out of the Christian life because I didn't know how to deal with 
my situation. And that's something I like to teach young people is how to deal with the situation. But uh, I, uh, I was, I will tell my story because it's a very, pretty good story. I uh, went to, I was this Nebraska farm boy, a little clod farmer. I went to San Diego Naval Base and, and I was just about having my foot on the gangplank. This guy with four stripes on his arm stopped me and said, are you James Warren? I said, yes. He says, what's your serial number? I told him my serial number. He said, I got a piece of paper here that says you've been appointed to reserve officers training and you're on your way to Corvallis, Oregon. And I had never heard of Corvallis, Oregon. <laughs> I didn't even have this life. So I spent the last year of the war at Oregon State College and where I met a local girl and married and lived there. And then I moved on to live here in Bend. And I lived in Oregon for six, well, since I was 19 years old. So that'd be 80 some years. And this is my home. Once a year, I go back to Nebraska for the family reunion. They have a family reunion that's been going on for over a hundred years. And I, I, that's just one of the things I really like to do. And they're mostly Christians and that's good. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of my Nebraska family. I'm proud of my family here. You know, I teach four Bible studies. I I have a Bible study that meets on Monday afternoon. It's really an old folks Bible study because it's in the daytime. <laughs> then I meet a, then I meet with a family. I teach I teach a bunch of kids from the age of six to the age of sixteen on Friday nights. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I I love that story about you. Well, that's really good for me because it teaches me to to illustrate and to define words and do things I don't have to do for adults, and, you know. And and these kids are sharp. I'm, and and then I teach Sunday school, and so, and and I I you know I just told God a lot years ago just. Give me the teaching assignments. I'll do my bit, do whatever you want me to do. And, uh, and so that, and, and so he never failed me. He just kept throwing them at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, awesome. Uh, and then you, you also with Jonathan on Monday nights too. Yep. Well, and then I have the podcast yep. and yep. that's, that's new for me. And I feel really good about it. And I'm meeting some wonderful people, you know, the treasure in life is people. There's no other treasure like the people. And uh, I'm so very, very fortunate, so blessed to have all these lovely people. And I have two, I inherited two stepdaughters who are just as sweet and as nice to me as you can imagine. My bio family's already gone ahead of me. Uh, and then, of course, I, I belong to a good church. I've been there for many years. I have a second church I was at many years. At my at my 95th birthday party, I threw myself a big birthday party. And I had about uh, 80 or 90 people at my birthday party. And I'm, 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 planning, I'm planning a birthday party for my 100th birthday. And uh, some of those people are not going to be there because some of them have gone on to heaven. But I've got some younger ones to include. I don't have any people my age. Uh, that's uh, people my age are, you know, 
it's all there in the mortality table. And I don't know why he let God left me here, but he gave me a really good body. And, uh, and so he wants me to, I think, I hope, maybe he wants me to finish all those study lessons. That I I, you know, I always say it's because we still have work to do. You know, if we didn't, he would have brought us home. So you're here for a reason still. Yeah, well, I, I, I believe that. And yes. I, I, I really trust him. Yes. He, uh, he's, he's so special. And, you, got a, and, you got another 90 years worth of work to do with me, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not ready for you to go anywhere. Well, no, he's, a he's a pleasure. He's a pleasure. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, you know, I know his mother really well, and she's a really sweet person. And, uh, in fact, that's how I got acquainted with Jay Wu was through his mama. His, yeah. His, and, uh, but, the, you know, the, I just can't, I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to tell you that, that the treasure in life are the people that God puts in your life. Now, I realize that our real treasure is spiritual. Our real treasure is the Lord. But he, he, but he ministers to us through his people. You know, in fact, you know, you, you talk, we talk about serving the Lord. We really can't serve the Lord. He's got everything he needs, but we can serve his people. Yeah. And his purpose. Yep. And, and that's, uh, anyhow, I'm just thinking back over my, some things that I did that might be interesting to the group. Yes. Yes, please. Um, well, the. I'm trying to decide how to put this into words. Well, first of all, my sister was six years older than I was, and she wanted to be a school teacher. So every day when she came home from school, she grabbed me and made me, and she played school, and I was her pupil. And she had me when I started school at the age of five. I didn't have kindergarten those days. And we went to a one-room schoolhouse, and there was about 10 other people. And the older grades, part the older grades recited, and the rest, you know, everybody, everybody is listening to everybody. I plugged in at the third grade level because of what my my sister had done for me. And I graduated from high school in three years. You know, I, she she just taught. She was such so instrumental in my life just by that little thing of 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 getting me ahead when I was a little kid. And I think there's a lesson for perhaps for somebody who's listening who has children. Don't be afraid to 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 stretch them. And I don't mean that you're not to let them be children because you don't want to keep them from being children. But don't be afraid to, to stretch him. And, uh, and and my dad, you know, he sent me to the, the he sent me to work in the fields when I was nine years old, and I was, and I and I got a lot of confidence from that. And so maybe those things might be helpful. And of course the and by the way, I was a Boy Scout only. I was the only one because the, I was what they called a lone scout. Okay. There weren't any other kids to have, have Boy Scout training with. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the life, life on Nebraska farm is a very much different than it is today. 
And I, my, my playmates were the animals. One, in the summertime, for a week or two, I'd get a cousin to come and live with us. But uh, my, my cousin Jack, he lived in town and he came to stay with us. We're both about five years old. And he had a, this rope and he said, we're going to go out and I'm going to lasso a jackrabbit. <laughs> Jack was going to wrestle the jackrabbit. Okay. <laughs> and of course I knew that nobody could lasso a jackrabbit, but I didn't want to make him feel bad. So I went with him. <laughs> and we're out in the middle of this cornfield. And I looked up and here came this woman. And she was about, I'd say, right at that moment in my eyes, she was about 10 feet tall. And she said, I told you boys to stay in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> and she had this thing in her hand, which was a little willow switch. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> she switched us back into the yard. <laughs> And that was a great lesson for me. I knew from then on that my mother said no. She meant no. <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. later on, she shrank down to be smaller. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They go from 10 feet tall to like shorter than you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah, that, I would, you know, I was blessed with those kind of parents. We need parents. The first rule of parenting is consistency. Yes. And that's the hardest one. And that's one that God will help you with if you ask him. And yeah. of course, he'll help you with everything. You know. And somebody's trying to call me, but that's all right. I'll just take it all. That's what voicemail is for. That's right. Yeah. So Ron here, he's he's got some small, uh, younger boys, and he is an awesome dad. And he knows about that consistency, too. And he's just kind of shrieking because I'm I'm. I'm, I'm calling him out, but but he he is a really good dad, and that um, he also um, has really a heart for being a good parent. And well, that's great. Listen, I'll I'll challenge the whole audience that to take the third chapter of of uh, Genesis, which is about Adam and Eve and their sin. Actually, it starts on the end of this of the second chapter, and pick out the seven principles of raising children. Oh, that's interesting. That'll be a, that'll be a fun study for you. Okay, I'll put that in as homework. Okay. <laughs> Genesis three. <laughs> well, and then, you know, since this since I'm not going to get to meet with all of you and give you the rest, I'm not going to give you the rest, but I will give you a we'll get you started. And, and the number one in, in the end of chapter two, you know, God says in the day that you eat, you shall die. That the principle there is clear instructions. Oh, is there seven? Did you say there were seven? There are seven. Okay. All right. I just put that in the chat too. Yeah. So that might be fun for somebody. They could dig them out. It's good for people to have the joy of discovery. Yeah, that's really good. And I don't think it's ever too late to learn that, even if your kids are grown and gone already, because I mean, you're going to have grandkids, you're going to have nieces, nephews, so it's it's always helpful. Well, yeah. and you never know, you never know who you may need to teach. That's right. Correct. Yeah. 
You might end up in a Bible study with six-year-olds when you're 96. <laughs> you might. You know, I had a, I had a Bible study here about six or eight years ago where the youngest one was 18 months old and the oldest one was 92. I call, oh, it wow. my call it my homogenous group. <laughs> <laughs> homogenous Bible group. That's great. <laughs> and incidentally, the 18-month-old, she's still around. She goes to our church. Uh, she and her two older siblings are really sweet friends of mine. And uh, it's just been nice to grow up with them. You know? and, yeah. yeah. So awesome. anyhow, that's, listen, there's just, just to be with Jesus all your life, it's just filled with so many wonderful, wonderful times. And, uh, yes. you know, I went gloriously broke when I was uh, about 45. I thought, actually, it was, it was kind of helped the Lord help. It was kind of used by the Lord to get closer into my life. And because uh, I kind of thought I was the investment whiz of the world, and uh, uh, but I wasn't, <laughs> and I went gloriously broke. <laughs> I love how you say that. <laughs> I learned the two in in the financial world. I learned the two greatest words are, "I'm broke." <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true, and that's why we need. Jesus. Of course. Right? Yeah. Of course. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I went to the bank and they owned me. I went down to the bank. I said, this guy, I went and found the most important guy I could find. I set him down. He had my file is about two inches thick. And he said, I said, I'm broke. And he looked through my file and he says, by golly, you are broke. <laughs> <laughs> He took me to another room. This is 50 years ago. He took me to another room. There was a little young man there. And he said, this is a loan adjustment department. He said, you'll never hear from us again. He wrote off a $75,000 unsecured note right then. Bankers are very practical. And he, and he had God looking over his shoulder. <laughs> wow. Well, I know there's some proud people who needed to hear that tonight. <laughs> wow. That's that's all that's a god thing well yes and 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 wow. what then what god was teaching me he was teaching me to be real see yeah. i was living in, i was living in kind of a dream world where i was going to be able to take care of all this well the i was broke <laughs> yeah so you, you basically confessed it to the guy i'm yeah, broke that's right yeah that's right fess up yeah. what did you say earlier fess up and mess uh, up fess up yeah mess up and fess up <laughs> awesome. Don't forget that mess up fess up that's going to take you right through life. That's right. There's a there's quite a few little nuggets well, I've then there's, carrying from then there's, tonight. <laughs> then there's the five rules of life. A lot of people don't know them. Oh. They start out they start out like this. The first one is uh is honor God. And the second one is be honest. And the third one is never hassle the cook. And the fourth one is carry a big enough gun. And the fifth one is always get a receipt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm writing these down so fast. Carry a big enough gun. And always get a receipt. <laughs> Never hassle a cook. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's going to go on the Telegram, too. We're going to be filling up the Telegram page. 
full of Jimisms. Um, that's what we're going to call them, Jimisms. There's some, there's some old-time <laughs> wisdom in that. That's <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I love that. Honor God, be honest, don't hassle the cook, carry a big enough gun, and always get a receipt. Right. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know that you could probably. I, I think you can. I think you can put most of that in the Bible. I think you can find most of it in the Bible. Oh yeah, and, for sure. You know, yeah. never has never hassle a cook would be be kind to others. You know. And, yeah. And um, always realize, big yeah. Enough, and carry yeah. a big enough gun is you know to to stay with your Lord. Your Lord's got the big gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He does. <laughs> and always get it. You never would know what you're going to need the receipt. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my. Well, listen, I'm having a lot of fun. You guys are good. <laughs> oh, we're having a ball. Tell we me how you got a ball. Tell me how you got the idea for this podcast. Well, Ron can tell you that. Well, tell me. Okay. I had a. <clears throat> I, I grew up in the church, Jim. I grew up in Pentecostal church and um it, it never really sunk into me. I was I was there more just to hang out and chase girls and skateboard with my buddies and uh my I grandmother understand. brought me to church and uh my grandmother was an angel and uh mm -hmm. an incredible woman, incredible Christian, an example. And uh but I walked away and um and I spent maybe twenty years out of church. And then in April of 2016, I was saved again. Yeah. And um, I started going to church. And uh, I caught a testimony one time at church. We had some um, we had some missionaries from Brazil that we support, my church supports. And he came in and was telling what God was doing in these people's lives. And it just, it struck me so hard. You know, the, the Bible is just um, the most powerful book in the world, and it tells what Jesus did in people's lives. It tells what God did in people's lives. But to hear what he's doing in people's lives today, it truly moved me. And it reaffirmed that he is the true living God. And, and from that, I had the realization that the most powerful thing next to the Bible is somebody's testimony. And I know what it did to my heart that night. And I wanted that to be done to other people's hearts as well. And I wanted to, uh, being a part of this community, um, I wanted to get to know people better was mm -hmm. another part of it. Um, I think it brings us all together a little bit closer as a community, getting to know each other a little, a little more personally. Um, but also I, I just know it's a great opportunity for these testimonies to be shared. Um, this platform to be able to do this online is incredible, you know, to be able to reach people all over the world with a testimony. It's just incredible to me and I, I can't get over it. And, uh, we don't want you to get over it. <laughs> I never will, <laughs> but I want everyone that I know to hear these testimonies. I want everyone that I don't know to hear these testimonies and I want them to be shared. And, uh, I know that God will do the rest. Yeah. So awesome. that's how it happened. Well, that's good wisdom. Did you notice we got his testimony? I know <laughs> we did. 
you God drew bless you him. drew him out. <laughs> well, God bless him. <laughs> well, listen, we're not going to quit. We got to ask you. How did you get here? Me? Yeah, you got. Well, that that <laughs> is a little kind of a funny story. I'll always love to tell it. Okay. So, so Ron was, uh, you know, thinking about doing this, and we had met online in another chat room in a live chat with uh, okay. the Ever and the Rapper in the Little Bear Big Bear Show. Yeah. And so on his birthday, actually, it was a couple years ago, and so we started talking, and then we just we struck up a friendship, and then he mentioned about wanting to do this podcast thing, and so I said, "Well, I'll pray for you." You know, I mean. Uh, hopefully this works out. And so I started praying for him. We were still kind of talking about it. And then I was asking him how it was going and how, if you know, he was going to start it up. And, and then uh, one day we were chatting back and forth in message messenger. And he said, I said, you know, praying for you or whatever. And he goes, well, I want, I want you to do this with me. And I was like, me? You know, what, what are you talking about? I'm just praying for you to do this, not for me. And he'll say, he said something I will never, I will never forget. In fact, I want okay. this to be a bumper sticker. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> so he said, so are you coming to Nineveh? Or you're going to sit this one out. <laughs> and I just That's thought good. that was that, that pierced me. And so mm -hmm. uh, I I agreed to help him and we had the three three of us at the time his boss came on and it was the three of us that started um, hosting it together and now it's just he went on to some other things and Ron it's just Ron and I now but and so when, that's how it started. When I, was, when I was told to do this that was the story that I thought of you know I well, felt like Moses story. I felt like Noah <laughs> and you know what our first instincts are and i said no yeah. i can't i will I yes i will <laughs> you know i wanted to run and hide but i said no i'm not going to do that because I, I i know what that lesson is <laughs> so i ran towards nineveh and i wanted mary to come with me because i was so impressed by her biblical knowledge and mm -hmm. um one of the things that i've done since i've made this change in my life is i've cut the toxic people out of my life and i've surrounded myself with good people and I don't have any Very more toxic large. people in my life. I'm not afraid of the toxic people. Those are the ones that we need to help. But as far as being a part of my life, there are no more. And I just, just want to surround myself with good people. And, and Mary was that good person at that time. And I, I needed her with here, with, with me here and, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. We've never met each other in person. You know, well, so, but we're fulfilling the... God's mission in it. And, and I guess if that happens one day, that would be awesome. But um, God's working in this big time. And he is tonight. He is working overtime. This has been such an awesome evening with you. And I can say awesome because God is awesome. I, I had a professor once tell me you can't say people are awesome because only God is awesome. But God Amen. is God is awesome in this tonight and with you and all the stories you've shared and I have taken so many notes and done so many screenshots and um what a treasure you are well thank you very much hey, you know. Mary yeah well welcome to my world I, <laughs> I, 
I go over to Jim's house on Saturdays, you know, and I say I'm going to tinker with the podcast. And I spend about 10 minutes on the computer and then I end up in a couple hour discussion with Jim about it. Those <laughs> well, that's my, that's, it's all a gift guys. It's all a gift. You know, I remember I, when you first talked about Jim, Jonathan, uh, is when we met each other in Yuba city last summer and we, we stay connected and a bunch of people did stay connected, but, and I remember you were talking about this guy that you were going to go and help. It was, I think you were going to build something or you're going to remodel or you're doing something. Oh, I him. think I, I was doing his driveway. I was putting out. Some yes. Travel. And I thought, and you told me that he was this older gentleman and that you were doing this for him. And I just was so impressed with that. And, and thinking, you know, that's, that's the heart of Jesus and helping people. And so it was so interesting that when you came on to share your testimony, that you uh, wanted Jim to come along. And I'm like, is that the guy that you were helping with the driveway? And so it's just so interesting how God just weaves everything together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does, yeah right? it's, it's overwhelming at times. It is. <laughs> I absolutely cherish my relationship with Jim and, and, uh, just through, you know, getting to know him, you know, that's when, you know, I got the word that I was supposed to, cause I had been thinking about doing some sort of podcast or something for a while, but I wasn't sure what, then, then, uh, I got the old nudge from, from the man upstairs said, Hey, you need to get Jim out there for people to hear because he's got good stuff. So. Well, you got we, you guys have you guys have three years to save up the money to come to my birthday party. There you go. Because I'll, I'll be three. I'm I'm going to be ninety seven on March seventh, and three years from then I'm going to have the doggondest hundred birthday party you were ever at in your life. You're all invited. Everybody in chat. Too. Well, oh, absolutely. We, I want to make it back to Oregon, so that's a yeah, possibility. So start saving. Start saving your money because I can't afford to bring you all here. <laughs> <laughs> and I just noted your birth date. And uh, do you like music? <laughs> of course I like music. <laughs> okay. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. You might get something on your birthday. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I like all kinds of music. I, uh, you know, I have a different taste in music, of course. But I like, I, my, my friends and I were having a discussion the other day about modern Christian music. I said, look, 300 years ago, the old hymns were fighting their way into the church. Oh, what's new? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. I think they say that in the Bible too. And, 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 every, and every generation has to have their own way of, uh, of expressing themselves toward our God. And so we don't wanna be discouraged with the younger generation. You would know some old people get a little bit discouraged, younger generation. Listen, what they forget is that the good old days weren't always good. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, I have my sister-in-law's mother. Um, she she died a few years ago, but she lived, I can't remember how old she was. She was in her 90s, late 90s. And there was so, something about her when we would get together and cook for holidays or whatever and she would be peeling potatoes and she'd just peel them with a paring knife in her hand and then she would cut them in her hand and she 
like she caked the eyes out with her hand. Everything was like she never put the potato down on the counter. And I asked her about that one day, and she was saying about low in the depression, you know, I lived through that time and we didn't have fancy houses with count big countertops like they do today. That's we, right. We cut everything in our hands. And so if you notice that there's there's so many different things that we just can't appreciate, I think. You know, being well, younger but Yeah, well, you know, we need to stop. I, in fact, I used to do this with my family. I still encourage it. We need to stop once a month and pray for all the things we take for granted. And it's a big list. Great advice. You know, and it's and it's, it's simple and it's some of the most obvious things. Do you realize what a wonderful thing a window is? I know. You can actually see through a wall. <laughs> I know. You just have to watch Little House on the Prairie to know that. Yeah. And, and floors. <laughs> floors. You know, many of our ancestors, well, half of the world, 80% of the world lives on a dirt floor now. Yeah. Yeah. And and they don't have any soap. There's a lot of dirt in my floor right now. <laughs> well, there's no dirt on my floor because I have a rug. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can't see it, so it's it's not there. <laughs> I gotta say I'm having a miraculous experience right now. So I haven't been down to Santa Rosa in a while, and I took a different route, and miraculously, because I didn't want to disconnect from the phone to use my map application, and uh, miraculously, I have found my way to Santa Rosa. Well, oh, great. And God is your what, guide. <laughs> what miraculous route did you take? Um, well, it's actually, it's pretty scenic. Uh, it goes through the Valley of the Moon and into Napa. And, uh, yeah, I know where it is. Driving through the vineyards of uh, Agua Caliente. Yes. That's hot water, you know. Yeah, I, I learned that the other day. Yeah. I didn't see it. <laughs> Listen, uh, I, was in, I was in Arizona, and I went and took this class in Spanish. And I don't remember hardly any of it, but the teacher was so wise. She said, you're going to learn Spanish the way you learned English. We had to stop and think for a minute. She said, you were only two years old when you learned English and you learned nouns and verbs. She said, forget about the sentence thing. We're going to learn nouns and verbs. Yeah. <laughs> what, a wonder, what a wonderful way to learn language. You know, you only awesome. need to know the nouns and the verbs. Right. <laughs> and the only thing I took out of the class was I could grab a, a knife in one hand, a fork in the other and say, comer, comer. And that means feed me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important part of living in yeah <laughs> but when anyhow. i thought i was gonna go to chile when i thought i was going to chile i learned i asked uh my spanish co-worker i said can you teach me two phrases i need help and where's the bathroom yes you gotta know those <laughs> yes baño. baño i remember as a bathroom <laughs> Don't forget, say, say, right? don't forget to say, don't forget to say Comer. Oh be yeah, Comer. <laughs> That's true. We do need that. Yeah. Anyhow. Awesome. 
Well, you had you mentioned to me earlier that you had. Do you still have that Bible study you need to get to tonight, or, or what is your? You time know the frame? you know the lady, my dear friend Liz called me and said we have some sickness at our house, so we're going to cancel. Well, so there I don't you have go. To, I don't have to rush out of here. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's Why? fine because I, I'm you know I'm working up the Bible study lessons on Isaiah. And I got to tell you, that's going very slowly. So that'll give me an extra hour to spend on Isaiah. <laughs> nice. I like Isaiah. Oh, I can't remember. What is it? 53. Well, 53 11, is the 50, big... 53, 11 or 55, 11, where God's word, whatever comes forth from his mouth, does not, is not void. Yeah, but that's not 53. Was that 55? I don't remember. Well, let's do a Bible drill right now. <laughs> well, 53, 53 is about the uh, the coming, it's about the description of the crucifixion. Oh, it's a, yeah. It talks about, anyhow, I was thinking, you know, funny this would come up. Ten, the 10 top verses in the Bible. Now, in a way, this is silly because they're all top verses. But, you know, you ought to know, you ought to have to, at least 10 top verses in the Bible in your own mind. I, this, I was thinking about this in relation to the program. And I thought, well, gee, what are my 10 top verses? <laughs> oh, that's so good. So I thought I, I think I can remember them, and I'm okay. going to share them with you guys. And you can count and tell me if I got 10. Okay. <laughs> and, and the first one would be Genesis chapter three. Now remember, these are the ten top verse, ten top chapters in the okay. Bible. Chapter. Okay, chapters. Genesis chapter three would yep. be the first one. Uh, the next one would be, uh, well, I guess it has to be Psalm twenty-two and Psalm twenty-three. But I may have to eliminate one of those if it's if I come out with eleven. Okay. Psalm twenty-two. Remember, 22 is the one that Jesus quoted on the cross. Yep. And 23, of course, is the famous Our Shepherd. Uh, then I guess I'd have to go with uh, Isaiah 53. That's what made me think of that. And then Daniel 9. That's where Daniel has his timetable. Daniel 9. Then I guess I'd go with Matthew 25. Jesus is predicting the future in Matthew 25. Uh, then I guess I'd go. Um, We're well, on number how seven. About John? I'd have to have John 17, uh, yeah. the, the Lord's uh, Prayer. Yeah, yeah. And have to have I have to have Acts 13. That's where the Apostle Paul turns to the Gentiles. And then I would go with Romans chapter, I guess I'd just go to Romans 8. Yeah, I knew you were going to say 8. <laughs> well, yeah, you knew I was going to say 8, and then Romans 8. And, and then I would go from Romans 8, I think if, I think I'd like Ephesians 3. That's where the prayer, one of Paul's prayers is. And I think I want Colossians 1. And then okay, I want... That's 11. To, you might, could, might as well go 12. <laughs> Well, I, I want Hebrews 11. That's the faith chapter. Okay, and that's 12. I, but I gotta have, I've got to have Revelations 20. <laughs> I, okay, well, I could back up a little bit. I No, I guess I can. I guess I don't have 10 favorites. I have 12. Yeah, 13. 
if you count the 12, 22 and 13. 23 separate. Yeah, I'm going to go with 22 and 23. Okay. Yeah, Anyhow. Well just make it your top 20. Yeah, top 20. <laughs> Anyhow, that's, that's fun. That, I don't know about you, but those things are fun for me. Yeah, yeah that is very I fun. Just, I just have, by the way, I hope my, another prayer for you would be that you eventually learn to think your way through the Bible. Now, think your way through the Bible doesn't mean you remember everything about it, but it means that you can kind of drift through it a thought or two at a time to the end. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow, anyhow, I've talked enough. If you want to hear me talk more, you have to go to uh, to uh, the Book of Heaven. Yeah, there's a teaser for you Beautiful. right there. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jim Warren, for those that are listening. Both. For those that are listening, the Book of Heaven, you can find that on Podbean. And that's with Jim Warren, who you've just heard, and also Jay Wu, Jonathan, who's here as well with us. And they go live 6 p.m. I'm sorry, live 6 o'clock on Mondays. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you for joining us. Jay Wu, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Love you, Jim. Love you, family. Best family ever. Love you all. Are you going to stick around for after? Stick around. I'll stick around can. for a little. Yep. Jim, stick, stick around, around for just a little just bit. Um, you know, don't let me monopolize the conversation. No, something, something that we talked about here, and I, I think you'll really enjoy this. Um, if I can set this up, a friend of mine had someone that he cared very dearly for pass away and i and i wanted to play this just so you guys could li uh, please listen to this um there's a lesson to be learned here uh, i think you guys will all recognize who this is and um here we go apologies for canceling last night's show um had a brother of mine pass away a brother from another mother um Went to college together, going to film school. He was my lab partner for four years during the college. We were pretty darn close. Matter of fact, uh, we when we were asked originally in film school, all the people were asking, do you prefer to make movies? Do you prefer to watch them? We were the only two going to film school, mind you, that said we'd rather make movies. So we became pretty close quickly. We became good friends. Um, went to uh, a uh, memorial online last night because he uh, passed away in California. That's where he is today. And of course, he works for the movies and they made him get the vaccination and had a heart attack 40 years old pretty sad um it was sad last night um coming together it was it was good to be part of the memorial but it was also sad because half the people there knew exactly what this was about and brought up the vaccination the other half were all from california arguing call us crazy conspiracy theorists so then the memorial turned weird really really quick but um oh man the, the hardest part was it's not a not a christian so um oh man that, it, that's the hard one to do as a matter of fact it was the first thing that jeff asked me to you know he's like you know everybody's worried about this and that but then anybody worry about his salvation and, and sadly this is the importance as jeff said of holding that line continuing to work in people's lives and uh no matter how annoying you may be to them trying to get them you know to find christ uh it's the greatest gift you can ultimately yeah. give them so don't stop trying no matter how much they turn or don't want to listen to what you're having to say don't stop guys don't stop you're doing the greatest thing you could ever do for them guys
Right. And meanwhile, I, I actually did ask his parents um, if he had found God and he had been saved. And they said that he wasn't interested in religion. So I, unfortunately, I do know that that wasn't in his cards before he passed away, sadly. Um, uh, that's probably the hardest thing about all of this is just knowing that there's nothing you can do now. Um, and, and that's the hard part. There's nothing you can do now. You remember, know. remember the God of all the earth will do right. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not playing this to pick on Duncan. You guys all know that this is, um, that's from Kilted Christian. That's episode 538 Tower of Babel, which has played a couple nights ago, February 6, 2024. And, uh, I, I caught the replay on it the next day and I, you know, I, I, I don't know duncan's friend but this just shook me it shook me to my core because we all have that person in our life that and i say it every week that we love dearly that may not know god and and why are we here what's the great commission why are we here what's 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 the meaning of life it's to share the gospel of jesus and um and sometimes we fail at doing that uh there's a lesson to be learned here and and i hope that everybody can can learn from that um duncan we love you we all share in your pain. Um, but that just shook me to my core. You know, we, we lost one to the wrong team that night. And uh, so we lost that battle, but the war's not over. And, and we've got a lot of work to do, guys. We have a lot of work to do. It's not over. Uh, if I can read I'm, Romans. I'm go- yes. I'm going to see that person right now. Hmm. We'll pray for you tonight. Sure, What's that person's name? Because we'll put him on the prayer jar. Uh, it's my father, Milton Woolley, and his wife. I got a lot of family here that do not know. Milton? Milton Woolley. Put him in the jar. Got it. Kara, thank you. So Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So if there's anyone here that's listening that is not saved, we do have that call in feature. Please call in and we will pray with you now. For those of you that are saved, again, back to my point. We've got a lot of work to do. We all have that person in our lives that we love very much that doesn't know God. And I know they're watching you and they're seeing what God has done in your life. And they, they may be curious. Jim gave us a couple of really great ways to approach this conversation. Some really great openers. Uh, my life is what my life is because of the gospel. Can I share it with you? So that's that's just a great one. But be brave and uh, share that, have that conversation with that person you love. And again, thank you, Jim, for all of those great ways that we can break into that conversation. Yes. Even us both that yeah. and also with um, having that conversation with that family member that we love. Great yeah. tools. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for the thank you. I'm going to try the family one. 
this weekend. Yeah. I love you. I want you in heaven with me. I'm going to tell you how to get there. And then, of course, you tell them the gospel. And then you just you just shut up and let God do his part. That's the hard part sometimes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I, I it's really been a joy. Um, you've it's really been a joy. God has definitely showed up here and um our sponsor, it's like how you like to say on your podcast, our sponsor showed up as the <laughs> the fifth and most important guest on this program tonight. Amen. And I'm going to add uh, Milton to the prayer jar, Jonathan. Thank you. Appreciate that. Which... I'll, I'll say a little prayer. Father God, we love you so much, and we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, who's done it all for us. Help us to be everything that you want us to be. Conform us to the image of Christ. And go with us as we go into the world. Give us the boldness that we need to share the gospel whenever we get a chance. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jim. Thank, so, thank you for having me. So stick around in the Zoom after the song, um, after we close out. A, or I'm going to say a little prayer here. I'm going to pray for these people in the prayer jar, and I'm going to tell people what that's about. And then... Uh, We'll kind of have a little gathering after the pod bean shuts off to say our goodbyes to each other in the Zoom. So, but this prayer jar um, came from an idea from Ben Bland. He's a great one to follow if you anybody wants to. He's a, a former trans um, gender man who became a Christian, and he has a, a platform now and talking about that subject but many other subjects and one of the things he shared was about this prayer jar of people's names that people wanted to have salvation and he himself was a name in a jar that someone had taken to church every day for years praying for him and so we have a number of names here that people have sent us and um, although god knows all these names and, and we don't need to tell God who they are. Um, I, I do think it's important to express audibly our support for these people and that um, just to recognize God's work in all of their lives. So we pray for salvation for these people, Sarah, Kathy, Gregory, Patrick, Mary, Blake, James, Sean, Leah, Jay, and Ariana, Taylor, Caleb, Ron and Kathy, and Milton. And we lift all of these up to you, Lord. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for thank you for this really crazy, awesome time that you have placed here with us. And these people we so want them to know you lord and the people that love these people want you they want your work to be so present in their lives thank you lord thank you for the salvation that you're working out amongst all of these people 
and the connections and the different things that you are already set in motion in place with that. And help us to be confident in that, in those times where we doubt or that we feel worried that you're not working because we can't see it. So increase our faith because that's what faith is, Lord. It's believing in the things that are unseen. So thank you for that. And thank you for Jim. Thank you for his all the really cool stories he shared about you tonight. And we pray a blessing over him and his his podcast and, and for Jonathan and what they've got going there and that um, the book of heaven will just come alive for people in their lives. And so we thank you for the connections you're making through that podcast, even ones that we can't see because you are the God of faith. So thank you for that. And also want to lift up Ron and his family, uh, specifically his stepmom and his dad. His dad, we've we've prayed for him, Lord, before uh, many times um, for his health. But we're we're going to lift up his wife tonight, especially, and that she's had a really rough week and uh, been in the hospital. And, of course, all the things that the family is dealing with in that. And so, Lord, we just, we pray healing over her in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray healing over her. COVID, you don't belong in her body. In Jesus' name, get out. In the Lord Jesus Christ, you are commanded to leave. Any of the pain, we speak to that pain, that it would be relieved in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But mostly, Lord, we pray for that relationship, that they both would be filled with you, with the Holy Spirit, all of the fruits of the Spirit. Fill Ron and the kids and all their surrounding family with confidence and strength and patience that you're working in it. Give them the strength to be the person God's maybe calling them on to serve them during this time. So give them that strength to do that. And thank you for Iran's heart for his family. We pray for their salvation. And thank you, Lord, for tonight again. And anybody else who has any challenges they're going through, we we pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll just enter in their lives through those challenges and that they'll see you at work. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for, for your sacrifice. Above all, the way, the truth, and the life that we have you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay. Hope oh, you're muted, Ron. Oh, thank you. Uh, if I could also, I'd like to pray for the granddaughter of AK-21 to her Lord, Heavenly Father. I'd like to pray for AK-21 and uh, granddaughter Amy, who's four years old. And I'd like to pray for her protection and also for the spiritual needs of Amy's mother, 
who is a self-professed Luciferian Satan worshiper. We want to pull those beliefs right out of that woman's heart. And we ask that her four-year-old daughter can lead her. You know that age doesn't matter when it comes to Christ. Sometimes the young lead the old. And uh, that's what we're asking for today. We're asking for protection, spiritual needs for that family, and for comfort for AK-21. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ron. I know I know two people who were led to the Lord by their four-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Well, one girl, she used to work for us. She, when she came to work, she would leave her little boy, her little boy who was four years old, at the, uh, um, uh, there was a gospel group that had a, a daycare. And one morning she came in, she sat down at her desk and she sat down and began to cry. She cried and we finally got her calmed down and we said, what happened? She said, well, I will let my son off at school. It's just across the street. And he said, mama, I want you to be in heaven with me. Why don't you believe in Christ? Mm. And she's sitting at her desk. She poured out her heart to the Lord and became a Christian. Beautiful. And I'm, I know another guy who was laying on the Davenport. Four-year-old kid came up and said, Uncle, you're lost. Take, become to Christ. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it broke him. <laughs> yeah. There's something, about a, something about a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, everything's right. possible in the Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sure I pray for four-year-olds to just to be overwhelming every unbeliever right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's happened to others. I just those had a couple that I know about. Yeah. You know, Beautiful. <laughs> the children, the children's got the gift for sure. Yeah. Oh, they're just as gifted as we are. There's no question about it. One thing about that, you know, I'm going to probably take a time out from our regular study, our regular study and teach the gifts because that keeps coming up. And I think there's a bunch of people that don't really know. Mm. So that's kind of my plan for next time. I know, the, I know the kids will love it. Either that or I may announce it and then do it the following week so that people that might want get a chance to you know people need it and, and i don't know about you guys but warnings are so important i believe i believe i could throw you in front of a truck if i gave you enough warning <laughs> yeah it's got to scare the hell out of them. that's right <laughs> oh we have a lot of jimisms tonight <laughs> we're gonna put them all on our telegram page too i'll do that tomorrow morning okay That'll be fun. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And thank you now, too, we Jonathan. A, we we oh, also have a Telegram page where you can download the stuff that we're covering in our podcast. Please share that with us. Yeah, all the study materials can be found on um, Telegram by the same name, uh, Book of Heaven. Perfect. Um, okay. Thank you. I'll get a link to that. I think I'm in that group, so I'll put a link in there. 
Sweet. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Jim Warren and Jonathan Jaywu from Book of Heaven. Find it on Podbean. All right, my dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please find that person you love that does not know him and tell him your testimony. Do it today. Stick around, guys. We'll, We'll talk after the song. Good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Love you. Love you, too. bet you didn't see that one coming. I did not. Hey, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, Bob Marley died at a very young age. He just had a birthday, February 6th, a couple days ago. And um, he was baptized on November 4th, 1980. He was baptized in a hotel room in New York City where he received Jesus into his heart. Mary and I talk about it all the time. He'll meet you wherever you are. Met me in a parking lot. Met Bob Marley in a hotel room, was baptized in a bathtub in New York. Can you believe it? Um, That was November 4th, 1980. He passed away May 11th, 1981, dying of cancer on his deathbed. He stretched his hand out in his very dying last breath. He said, Jesus, take me. 
Those are the words of his wife, Rita. It's never too late, folks. It's never too late. Yes. All right. We thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Love you. Good night. Good night.